0: This is Justin Triple This is Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia, and you're listening to the Her Pedicatry Podcast.
1: Oh, man. So this is episode 48 of the Herpetoculture Podcast. I am Jacob Bratz of JLB Morelia.
0: And I'm Jessica Smith the Palmetto Coast Exotics.
1: And we're here with our buddy from across the pond, Nipper Reed.
2: Hello. How is it? How's your
1: evening? I
0: have I have a one quick question good before afternoon, we... Good evening and good luck. I have one quick question before we get into this. Um, when you type out Nipper on Messenger to me, does it perp- Does Autocorrect change it to Nipple? No. Or do you just call him Nipple? No, I just call him Nipple. Okay. I was just, I just, I was just curious.
2: I, I like that. I'll answer to that all day long.
0: Nipple? All right. Just, well, wait, I, just, was I was, was name, just curious.
1: What was the name I should have called you? Did you call yourself like susan something susan what was it
2: that was between us and that was just at the weekend uh, that was just okay. Okay. oh man oh roxanne it was, it was just roxanne just between
0: you guys huh dang
1: i mean if anybody saw me and nippers messages to each other i've seen think some. We actually hated each other i've seen some all we do is it's, just it's, roast each other constantly. it's a little frightening i'm not gonna lie i call him a commie he calls me a redneck it's you know all yeah. good. you
2: are a redneck you I'm pro- not I bet you've got a truck Haven't you
1: I don't I used to I don't anymore I have a Toyota Avalon Thank I, you I
0: have a SUV
2: oh, I, I expect you both To be driving around In pickup trucks With mm. rifle racks On the back No No
0: I, Sorry No I have rifles But go. not in my car I do love so. guns though Yeah guns are
2: fun <laughs> Of course you do we, You're American. American We do, yeah, we,
0: do. DNA, we do have we guns We come out of the <laughs> With a Glock in our hand
2: <laughs> you're, you're a country Where you can buy A firearm In a supermarket
0: yeah, practically. Yeah, when we're born, we're wrapped in an American flag. These colors flag. don't
1: run. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yep. We eat, we eat all we eat that's, is that's bacon and, and cheeseburgers, and
0: we love bacon.
1: Buy guns and everyone has diabetes and high cholesterol and is a you know
0: morbidly obese
1: and, and
2: nobody ever leaves the U.S. and don't have a passport.
0: Hey, hey. uh,
2: a What?
0: You have to have a passport to Americans- the U.S.
2: Americans don't have passports it's weird. You never travel anywhere. You yeah. always stay in America.
1: It's the greatest country on earth. Why would we need <laughs> why, to leave? why do we need to leave?
2: <laughs> yeah. I have a passport. Because you haven't been to the UK yet. I haven't.
1: I've been to the Bahamas. That's the extent of my... I
0: haven't. Okay. I haven't been out of the U.S. And it so. was not that awesome. I was supposed to go out of the U.S. I was supposed oh, yeah. to go to the Dominican Republic. The Dominican almost doesn't even count. But that that just farted on my chest. Oh, so no, that's... So... Well,
2: when, you, yeah. when you come field herping with me in the U.K., you'll experience decent tea, uh, proper decent. beer, excellent food. We're it'll kinda it'll like, be a life-changing experience for you.
1: Like
0: sweet tea? <laughs> like, is it how much sugar? How much sugar is in this? That's
2: right. No, no sugar. No sugar. Is it like? Is it, it like
0: iced it. or? So it's like, leaf flavored water. Yeah. I could make that I in my, my backyard. I, it's just sweet tea with ice, and that—that's the only uh, tea I know. I'm
2: sorry. You—you you can rip me up all day, but I won't have you criticizing tea. <laughs> um,
0: have you ever tried? Have you ever tried sweet tea like ours, Nipper?
2: No, because I'm not homosexual oh whoa whoa whoa.
0: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa you act like that should whoa. be hey, yeah, that should, you act like that should be an insult man that's not what's your I'd problem sh- <laughs> what's I'll your drink problem it all day
1: long i don't care i love that stuff yeah and sweet tea it gives, it gives
0: it gives it gives 20% me of my dna it gives me kidney stones so i have to watch it so but you know i just gotta no it's not, it's not a drink
2: it. for men really to be honest sweet tea sweet tea it's not for men I, i'll ask my uh i'll ask my partner whether she drinks it
0: that's them's fighting words down here <laughs> do they buddy. even
2: have it over there we don't to be perfectly dude, honest dude we're like the only we're the only place thing. that
0: does you go to wisconsin you ask for sweet tea they yeah, bring right. you tea and some packets of sugar yeah it's they don't have it's literally only here in like the south
2: hmm. you know And that's probably for the best. It should just stay
1: there. It's isolated to the (laughs) southeast. It's delicious,
0: okay. Anyways. I just (laughs) had
1: some of Jersey Mike's with my sub. Oh, man, I I could go go for a Jersey Mike's right now. Dude, I was craving some J
0: Mike's, man. Dude, what? Anyways. it was awesome. Let's let's move along. Anyways, so we
1: got a lot of requests for uh, Boega episode... And we got a lot of requests for some field herping episodes. And so to help fill that gap, Nipper has extensive experience with both. So we were like, let's kill two, two birds with one stone. Two birds with one stone. And uh, tackle both. I um, have to pull up the notes. All right. So, I mean, being around since uh, the, the dawn of the, the Tea Party Revolution. And they blew up the boat. Um how how uh how did you get into reptiles? Like how has it always been a lifelong thing? Did you do it when you came out of the closet? Was it
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. warning before we get into this
1: episode too, there's gonna be a lot of jabs
0: thrown. There's gonna be a lot in it's... this guys. You are gonna have to really bear with us on this one. Yeah,
2: to be fair, in all seriousness, to be fair. Uh, mm. probably like you you lot. I've been into reptiles since I could walk, um, I can, my, one of my earliest genuine memories was being taken to the Natural History Museum um, in London by my grandfather, uh, and they had fire salamanders, you know, salamandra salamandra,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and they actually had live salamanders on the tables in the cafeteria. And I was probably about five years old, and it blew my mind that you could have a black and yellowed little animal that was, that was walking around. And after that, um, I just probably, like everybody else, just bugged the shite out of my parents mm-hmm. until I could start <laughs> buying stuff, all my money from my paper rounds and stuff like that. I used to go on um, lizards and snakes and that, that sort of thing. Um, soon as I uh, was old enough to travel, that's it. I've been field herping my whole life.
1: Well, damn, I think you just gave away your age for real because you, you used to run a paper route. No one reads the newspaper anymore.
2: Oh, well, they do in England because, we you know, we can't actually read. So it's oh, not just looking okay. at pictures on the internet. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I
0: forget that you guys can actually do stuff. I'm sorry.
3: We, have to, <laughs>
1: yeah. we We yeah. get all the pictures and stuff. makes it easy.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. You know. oh.
1: But what was... What's like the... What was the first species you kept? Like, what did you after yeah, I after? I don't the... want
2: to. I really, don't want to tell you what the first species I've kept was because you're going to rinse me for it. Is I that doubt a, that. It, Tell the me, first... it's a ball python. A ball no, oh God, no, Royal python. Royal, first, yeah, Royals, please. Um, the first snake I kept was a ribbon snake. Oh, that's, no, that's not cool. Bad. Yeah, I love no, ribbon there. snakes. Yeah. No. Hell, yeah. it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Had it for years. Fish feeding little snake, fantastic. Uh, Then went on to um, carpet pythons, did actually have a royal python briefly, um, and then followed the normal route that most people do, berms and retics, and then when I got a little bit more money, I started to get into the more specialist sort of stuff. Um, So I had a huge collection of the, what was at the time, Epicrates, all the Caribbean boas,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, had lots of Candoia, Solomon Island boas. Um, had pretty much all the Erics, the Samboas, um, lots of different Rosie Boa locations, Rubber Boas, Corralis, all that sort of thing. Um, and then sold all of that and went heavily into Venomous. Had a very large Venomous collection. Um, sold that about three years ago and over the last year and a half i have just started getting back into the venomous so my collection is um building on the venomous but with a lot of um boas and pythons as well at the minute
1: so how i mean how many snakes do you have total right now
2: i don't have very many at the moment i've got about 60 65 snakes at the moment um yeah, it's not very which nice. for me it's not it's not a great deal for me um when i with the venomous collection um, at that time I had about 150 snakes, but when you've got that many snakes, it becomes close to a full-time job.
3: Yeah, um, definitely.
2: So, so I think, I think around 60 or 70 snakes is, is, is manageable. It's still fun at that sort of level. Mm. Yeah. So, uh,
1: I'd agree yeah. with that. I mean, given my numbers yeah. right now, I'm kind of content with what I have. Yeah. And
2: I know, think I'd... in, in many cases, uh, I would say less is more go yeah, for the rarity, yeah. Uh, enjoy what you're keeping so it doesn't become a chore because when it when it, when it it gets to the stage where you're just cleaning up shit all day every day mm-hmm. it's uh, it some of the joy out of it well um, it's, so, it's uh,
1: nice having you know knowing your limits in a sense and being in a place where you yeah. can go to a show and be like I really don't need anything while I'm here I'm just kind of hanging out and enjoying that's, it, it. You know? yeah, it's, that's it's, it I've gotten to that point there was a point in time where it was like if I went to a show it's like I gotta buy something mm-hmm. and that's not the case anymore no because we've done it, we've no, gone to shows, we've gone to Repticons, and we're like, eh, I'm not buying it. We just normally it
0: like it's honestly more rare. It's more rare for me to buy something at a show than it is for mm-hmm. me to not. But then I see a like, pair of
1: Bairds, and I'm like, here you go. Yeah, Money. let me grab that real yeah. quick.
0: You know, it, yeah.
2: They are Bairds are so hard to get in Europe. It's ridiculous. They're not really. super.
0: They're not super they're not common a, yeah, around there's here. There's not a but...
1: lot of people really breeding them in large numbers. There's there's a lot of guys like me where they have just a few and like they breed those eventually and then like babies kind of trickle yeah. out and there's no one mm-hmm. who's really like solely focused you know half their collection is bared and that's what they do and right just...
0: you've gotten super lucky just like happening upon some mm-hmm. you know and it just works out yeah
3: yeah,
2: yeah they, We don't. but then again you know you go to i'm sure it's the same in, the, in america you go to the shows and 90 percent of the show seems to be royal or retic morphs
1: mm-hmm. it's... royals and imports
2: yep yeah it's just rubbish yeah. Um, nice to be into something a little bit unusual,
3: uh-huh.
2: something different. Uh, so at the minute, I have—I'll give you a rundown if you want. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, some Atheris squamigera, the yep. East African pit vipers. Uh, Atheris broadlyi, uh, Cameroon pit vipers. What else? Bolob's uh, viper, viper or lovi. Um, vine snakes, which are doing well for over a year. Still healthy, mm-hmm. getting bigger. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Sri Lankan pit vipers, the Trimorysurus, Strigonocephalus. Those are neat. Oh, beautiful they're snakes. Cool. So, uh, if anyone's getting into venomous, I recommend them as the first venomous snake. I've
1: heard they're good for it. Like I've heard that's a See? species that, that's pretty solid if you're getting into exotic stuff too. Yeah. Like,
2: that's if you cannot get them as hatchlings because they can be really difficult to mm. raise up from hatchlings because they're very small difficult feeders but once they're established they're pretty much bomb bombproof yeah. they're not aggressive um, they sit out and bask all the time and they're absolutely stunning snakes i've, really, also, really
1: I've heard they're not they'll, they'll kill you slowly like they're not going it's not something that's going to put uh, you down I mean, really fast but so there's a little we, it,
2: well what I would say um, with all venomous stuff, don't worry too much about what the LD50 of the snake is yeah. because it depends on how you react to that. Then we're not mice. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not a mouse, you're a chocolate bear. Uh-huh. But, uh,
0: <laughs> a little chocolate. Bear.
2: It depends on how you react to the venom. So, you know, you could have a, a, a quite um, really low LD50 rear fang snake bite you. Mm-hmm. If you have an anaphylactic shock, yeah. It's a rubbish. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, but if you're talking specific toxicity, um, the uh, Sri Lanka pit vipers—they're not particularly inverted commas venomous. It's—it's it's a low yield. It's mm-hmm. a low dose, and it's not particularly a virulent venom. Even that said, I don't want to get bit by one. Right. But, um, it's not a type or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. No. It's not, um, so. it's not. 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 the Ferrari of venomous snakes.
2: No. It's. It's. It's, like it's more the. Uh, it's more than <laughs> yes. Good, good analogy. Exactly. Um, what else we got? I've got some Somophis siblans, the sand racers, rear fangs. They're mm-hmm. cute. Um, obviously, because everybody should have them in their collection. I've got mangroves. Um, I've got the black-headed cat snakes, uh, tiger cat snakes. Uh, what else? False water cobra, arrow scrubs. Um, because of you. <laughs> Just down to one of the shows I heard. I have northern pines now.
3: <laughs>
2: Beautiful snakes. I wish I'd have got into them earlier, and I will be getting desperate to get some more. Um, particularly the um, Mexican pines. I think they're amazing. Oh man! Yes. So uh, I'm after those at snake, That's one of my uh, wants for Snake Day. Is some of the Janai um, Mexican pines. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Got uh, children's pythons, spotted pythons. Uh water pythons, rough green snakes. Um
0: Rough green snakes. Really? That's awesome. Snakes. That is O-P-O-Dries? awesome. I love that. Yeah.
2: Rough green snakes. <laughs> which is probably something that you wouldn't give house room to. No, I no, no. Believe, dude,
3: believe it, it or not, to, I love rough green snakes. The first snakes I yeah. ever
1: had were two rough green snakes.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, they are really hard to get in Europe and they're really expensive. Really? <laughs> yeah they're a really sought after species uh, no. they used to be you know you know 10 years ago they were dirt common wild imports and you'd pay pence for them in a pet shop now they're not brought over um so the captive red ones are extremely expensive and really sought after hard to get but i love them i, I, just, I don't think there's watch anyone even, there's
0: chickens. no one
1: even breeding Fantastic. them over here no i don't know anymore no, one, no one really breeds. messes with them
0: do i hear a oh, rattlesnake in the background
1: no, that's the chimney, dude. There's oh, there's birds means, living in my that? chimney right oh. now. Oh,
2: I sounded like a rattlesnake. No. Oh. All right. Sorry. Uh, I miss my rattles. I sold my rattlesnakes. I miss my rattles. Uh. Um, you can't have everything. Uh, what else have I got? Rough green snakes, hog Island boas, mm, mm-hmm. um, black-tailed tree boas, Amazon tree boas, mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: Macklots pythons, uh, python. Python. Uh. Uh. And Pat from Carpet Python as well. You enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beautiful. <laughs> One of the most underrated snakes in the hobby, yes. in my opinion. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. People, it annoys me. You're going to set me off now. People go on about this morph, that morph with the Carpet Pythons. Mm. Oh, this is a high red. When you've got something that is so naturally stunning and they're not putting any effort into line breeding it. That's right. beyond me that,
0: thank we, you people I do, do that not, with thank chondros. you thank you nipper that's it, it's, that's it's, what
2: i'm talking you know, about it's so frustrating it's exactly the same you've got so many chondros mm-hmm. so, location wise that are so distinct from one another and yet people are breeding different locations to different locations it makes it make, makes my star oh, gives me a pain in my chest it does <sighs> i and like and, i like
1: the crosses and the designer stuff just as much as the pure locality thing i like them all
2: you're a bad man baby <laughs> I'm jesus is everything you say
1: i'll <laughs> flog myself when we're done here
2: um, indeed for penance. Uh, what else what else have i got brettles pythons um, preach Yeah. again one of the most underrated species i think brettles pythons
0: they're gaining like they're, gain, they're gaining popularity over here they are they really are there's i'm seeing more and more they're, people unfortunately, get unfortunately
2: in the uk they're not i mean Dang. you cannot give them away in the uk at the moment um which is a real shame and again i think it's when people we're not doing so much with a stone wash or anything like that in the uk there's not so many morphs or different color variations and no one's line breeding for mm-hmm. specific colors with red mm-hmm. line in the uk mm-hmm. um and they're just kind of getting forgotten about. It's a real shame because I think it's an incredible species. Certainly one of my species I desperately want to see in the wild. Um, but as a captive snake, they are fantastic. You've got to practically hit them with a hammer to do anything. Do them yeah. any harm? <laughs> <laughs> amazing species. Yeah. Really love them. Uh, what else have I got? I've got some boa morphs. I've got sunbeam snakes. I think that's about it snake-wise at the moment. Um and then I've got me dart frogs and me toads and um some felsumas and stuff like that. Huh. So just a little collection at the minute, but it's oh. growing.
0: Yeah. Nice. So you have uh you said you have uh wind Pythons at uh, apodora.
2: Yeah. One of the everyone should own at least a pair of those.
1: I want some so they, bad. Yeah. I want some so bad. Hardcore Apodora boner. Form. I
2: guarantee. I guarantee. Once you have Apodora, you will look at your scrub python <laughs> and it will just disgust you. <laughs> Apodoras are like scrub pythons on steroids. Oh Everybody goes, God. "Oh, my scrub python's so intelligent," and it's so. Oh, forget it. Get an Apodora. They are beasts of snakes. Oh my god! Absolutely gosh. amazing.
0: How big are yours?
2: Um, I would say getting up for ten feet. I'll ping you a picture. It's just stunning animal, absolute stunning animal. Hard to get. I don't know what it's like the availability in the US in the, in there... Europe. They're... Yeah,
1: they're they're, get. I mean
0: they're they're hard to get they're not man. Easy you don't to get. see they them often. They seem like they're kind
1: of cropping up a little more now that they are getting You will get
0: but... the occasional, you just have to be looking. If you stay <laughs> looking, you'll see them more, but like they're just you know, and they're they're still sought after animals, so you know, even though they're not as common when they are, you know, somebody'll snag yeah. them, you know. And
2: I mean you're looking at, you're looking at about a grand to 1200 <clears throat> £1, pounds each.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: In, there was a there Europe. was one available it was a long-term captive female and it w- had some good size on it, it was probably six or seven feet long and it was going for like 675
3: that's
2: good yeah you and i
0: snap. i wanted to oh I, I almost peed my pants i wanted every that time you so see bad. the
1: stuff you want slash need you never have the money i for. know man i, to, so I want to just stockpile like open up a seven account <laughs> just Keep adding yes. money to it and just
2: wait until the yep. day that
1: that one that you need shows up and just.
2: Or sell it. a kidney, or that too. How much are those going home. for I've these days? I've thought about it, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of scotch you drink, your kidney is probably not worth it very much at all. It's
1: worth
0: plenty. Oh, I don't. Yeah, that's, that's all, Justin. I don't drink like that, so I'm good. I don't even. I got stones in mine though, so I got kidney stones in both of mine. They come with diamonds, so my mine may not be worth all that much
1: like we can't use this thing it's a kidney they can't put it back out. like it's out and they're like yeah this is useless sorry mm-hmm. you're not getting paid and you're out of kidney yep
0: that sucks that would suck i'd be like but 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 snakes
1: but let's get into boiga
3: yes i'm excited about this mm-hmm. i love Boyga.
0: Oh. i'm not gonna lie like you've really piqued my interest about them <clears throat> Like I, You know, it's fair. I I'm really interested. I'm in glad that,
1: because I had a um, someone who follows us on Instagram messaged me yesterday. He bought a Baird's. Mm. He's like, I bought this because of how much you guys talk about them all the time. I had to get one to see what it was like. I was nice. like, it's working!
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, your, your show is absolute murder. It will cost me a fortune. Because <laughs> some... <laughs> you two are so enthusiastic about what you talk about and your guests are enthusiastic about what they talk about and i'm thinking yeah i need one of those yeah. so then I start it's just a at giant sales
1: platform for different species it is. yeah as soon as
2: you start looking at it online that's it you're done you know you're gaming.
0: yeah man i love it when people message me they're like hey i just got a, a popling carpet and i'm like
2: yes so like, converted
1: another one that's right like yeah. the jehovah's witnesses of
3: yeah bairds yeah. and brettles mm-hmm. and boyga mm-hmm.
1: yep Popling and carpets, and chondras. And
0: chondras, and all that good stuff.
1: But I have my cyania. I really Beautiful. enjoy those. That's the only species I have right now, and I really want more. But how many do you, like, what species are you keeping at the moment? At how, the minute, as many I say, do you have?
2: Just, trying to, just starting to get back into it. Um, at the moment, I just keep um, the Boega dentrophilia, mm-hmm. um, the nominate form. I keep Boiga nigriceps, mm-hmm. which is the black-headed cat snake, which I would recommend to everybody. Mm. Uh, and I keep Boiga irregularis. Um, I've had some other forms of uh, mangroves I've kept in the past. Um, um And also I've kept Cynodon and uh, Selenensis as the well. The
1: Cynodon look really cool they get huge yeah, they
2: absolutely huge unfortunately they tend to only come in i've, I've personally not, never seen them captive bred they tend to come in wild caught so mm-hmm. you take a chance um but they are phenomenal really lovely looking snakes um i don't know if i'd recommend them for everybody i think it would probably be better starting off with some other uh but we get to mm-hmm. um ease yourself into it as it were then they're not I would say uh, in my opinion I wouldn't say they're a starter snake I'd I'd put them up there with something like a chondro or something like that I think you need a a little bit of experience first before you take on something like that
1: I think the big issue at least over here is like the reason that genus hasn't really taken off is the rear fang thing and then also the fact that you don't see captive bred stuff very often like it is they are they're gaining traction but anytime you go to shows and stuff here it's almost guaranteed to be imported and i think people mm. buy because they sell them cheap like you can get mangroves for 100 bucks if they're small really at shows I and stuff were going sometimes for a they can bit more they, they, they are going for a little bit more like they have been going up some but i think a lot of people get them i didn't they die any, and then they're like i'm them. never going to keep these again right because they're I, yeah, they, they come stuff.
2: in like they, they come in dehydrated looking like Toblerones, full of parasites. And you've got to do a lot of work to, to rehabilitate them, to, to keep them long-term. And I think you're right. I think that does put a lot of people off.
1: It's just I like the vine quite, snakes. Like... The vine snakes
0: are the same way. Yeah, you get those crazy imported. cheap.
1: No yeah, one you, can them. Pick,
0: you can pick those up for like cheap, cheap like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Yeah. 50 bucks
2: The thing with vine snakes is, and um, a lot of the Boega, you're going to set me off on another rant now. Do it, people, do it. People do not feed their snakes properly. 90% of people in the hobby do not feed their snakes properly.
1: In what way? If you,
2: if, oh, if you listen to people that I really respect in the hobby, you know, some American people, um, Keith Peak, uh-huh. Nick Mutton, um, who else who I think really keeps their snakes well? Um,
1: Brian Barjack.
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, just get to move past that one.
2: Yep, glazing over that. Yep. Yeah, we'll forget about him. But people aren't feeding the snakes what they eat naturally. Mm-hmm. People get get will take a snake, wild-caught, or even captive-bred, but particularly wild-caught, and then they'll stress it out trying to get it to eat food that is isn't its natural diet. Vine snakes is the key example, fine snakes are 100% lizard or frog feeders in the wild. That's it. They never in their entire life cycle eat rodents. Yeah. And yet, first thing people try and do are trying to get them to feed on pinkies or rat pups or whatever. It's not a natural diet for the snake.
1: I don't know some people offer them goldfish. <laughs>
2: um, I, there are species that because they're frog feeders. I've fed tadpoles to small ones before, they, uh-huh. that seems to do okay. There are some that will hunt small fish, but predominantly the, the arboreal snakes like uh, Boega, um, some of the Telescopus um, and the, the vine snakes, they're, they're all lizard or frog feeders. And I really believe, and it makes me cross, if something's something lizard or f- a frog feeder, feed it lizard or frogs. It does, you know, my vine snakes were wild caught. They're, you know, over a year old. I've had them for over a year. They look spanking. They look fabulous. Mm -hmm. I feed the lizard and frogs.
1: Now, do you have any issues with parasites with that, though? Because I think that's, for at least over here, that's the biggest issue is people are like, oh, I don't want to get parasites. But uh, I would think over time they've adapted to handle whatever parasites exist in that prey.
2: If, if if I think you're exactly right. If... The snake in the wild is eating lizards and frogs, and it has a full life cycle. It lives, it breeds, it breeds again, it breeds again, it dies. They can handle certain parasites. It's a natural thing for them. It's only when the snake becomes stressed Mm -hmm. that the parasites overtake the immune system. Now, if you're trying to force feed an incorrect food item, which it doesn't recognize as food, into it, that is going to stress it. And then you're going to have the problems with the parasites. I think if the snake's healthy, you, you're not going to have the parasite problems. Or let the snake build up weight, and then deal with the parasites six months later.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then six months, you know, if you want to keep the regular feeding, every so often do a fecal sample and see what the parasite loads are like.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: With all my with all my snakes, the other thing which really annoys me is people don't seasonally cycle the food that they feed their snakes. In the wild, there's fluctuations in prey availability. Snakes will come out of hibernation if they're European, uh, North American species. If they're tropical species, they'll they will they'll have a, a, their seasonal cycle dependent on rain and temperature. They will not feed on one carefully weighed mouse once a week. There'll be times of the year when they don't eat at all. There'll be times of the year when they're eating two or three times a week. And we need to replicate that. I think it's much better for the snake than just giving constant food of the same size prey, normally a prey item, which isn't actually something they'd eat, all the time. Mm -hmm. The worst people for this are the royal python breeders. They're sat there on their scales, weighing their little mouse (laughs) to feed it to the... Do you think a snake in the wild goes, oh, that's a 110-gram mouse, I'm not going to eat that? No, it's too much this week. Exactly. (laughs) You look at at pine snakes, particularly pine snakes from uh, the further north in America, they're going to have a a period of maybe not hibernation, but certainly less activity. Mm -hmm. They're not going to feed for two or three months. Then the males are going to come out and they're going to be looking for females to mate with. They're not interested in food for probably another month, two months. Then they're gonna mate, and then they're gonna be thinking about food.
1: Just like brats.
2: (laughs) By the time, (laughs) by the time, don't interrupt my rant. By the time (laughs) they are ready to eat, there's a mass of food available because all the rodents and the birds. That is the time of year that they're producing their offspring. Then that will tail off. The females won't eat while they're gravid, so that there's no constants. And yet in the hobby, because it's exciting to feed something, I, we just overfeed everything. Having done quite a lot of field herping, been lucky enough to do quite a lot of field herping, when you see snakes in the wild, they're skinny. I've never seen a fat snake in the wild. Mm. And yet you open any tub and you'll you, you know All the snakes are way too fat compared to wild snakes. End of winch. That's, that's my rant over for today.
1: Well, that was my big issue with and, when yeah. I was breeding cresteds. was, you know, adults were getting huge and then getting them to lose weight without just flat out starving them for a really long time was the only, like yeah. they're, they're so, their metabolism's so low and it doesn't matter what reptile it is. I mean, there are some exceptions, but getting them to lose weight is really hard.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree. My my mouse, for my for most of my species slightly different with colubrids because they've got a, a faster metabolism. Yeah. But if we're talking pythons, my males probably feed 10 to 12 times a year. Females mm-hmm. um, probably double that. Colubrids, a little bit more because their metabolism faster. I will probably feed them once every 10 days or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're all, well, to my mind, they all look healthy as.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, everything, all the food is cycled. I, I use rodents. I use a lot of birds, quail particularly. I'll use frog legs. I'll use lizards. I think you should, you know, you should supplement the diet with as many different natural things as possible.
0: So for lizards, like where how do you get your feeder, your feeder lizards?
2: Um, I mean, We're fortunate in Europe that, um, you know, I can go to a show and I can buy 40 um, house geckos for no money. Oh. It's, um, so most of the time it's uh, house geckos. I've got a lot of friends that breed crested uh, geckos and um, chameleons and so on. Any with birth defects, obviously mm-hmm. they'll say for me. And I'll, um, if I can, they'll be frozen first. I have a couple of snakes that are live feeders only.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is, oh, so like you get the house geckos and then you call them or, because I was going to say keeping 40 house geckos alive for an extended, indefinite period of time is probably a real... Pain in the ass. Well,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm quite fortunate that I have um, a separate building that I keep my, my snakes and stuff in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so when I get house geckos, um, I will keep some of them individually, some of them in a um, like a mesh exoterra type thing. Quite a lot of them I would just release into the building. Um, And they live quite happily in there. The building never really drops much below... Even the dead of winter, it doesn't drop much below 75. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're quite happy. They live in there. Every so often, I'll drop a box of crickets deliberately and just let them, you know. (laughs) So um, they do quite well. I'm always finding um, hatchling geckos all over the place when you lift up something, which is quite a nice surprise. So they do all right in there. So that's how I kind of keep them alive.
0: pest control, So do you just, like... Just grab one when you when you need to feed them, or like... yeah,
2: pr- pretty much. If I find one, if I if you lift something up, there's one underneath. I will chuck it into one of the snakes that's a lizard only feeder. Huh.
0: Hey, that's not a bad system, no. man. That, I mean, it hey, works. if it works, it works.
3: Yeah, that's uh, and, awesome.
2: I, I, I mean, you you must have the same thing. If you're keeping insectivorous stuff, I, I mean, I, I keep some lizards and some dart frogs and and some toads and stuff like that you will always drop crickets. There's always crickets oh, yeah. around.
3: Oh yeah. Fruit um, flies.
2: Fruit flies are a nightmare. Um, so there's always enough food and they do by and large, keep it really clean and tidy in there.
1: <laughs> Damn. So as far as your Boyga, how are you keeping yours? Do you keep them all in a similar manner? You do a natural setup, simple setups, a little bit of both.
2: Um, a little bit of both when, um, Let's assume you are buying wild caught which in Europe, I would say in Europe it's about 50-50. We're quite lucky in that there's a number of um, quite prominent breeders, uh, and they've got great collections and produce some quite rare species, captive bred, which is good. Um, There's Chris Luckvard, I think I've just crucified his name there, but... Um, from Holland. Uh, there's Mark King in the UK. They've got nice collections, um, a few other people. Um, so a lot of species that are quite rare are available captive-bred. But if you go to something like Snake Day or one of the Houghton shows or the Ham show, there's a raft of um, wild-caught uh, Boeager available. So let's assume you bought a wild-caught one. The first thing I will do is bring it home Quarantine it in a tub and just leave it alone. I think the mistake most people make with Boega, they're very, very sensitive snakes. Yes, I I would agree with that. Yeah, They're not a snake for somebody to keep in a bedroom as a pet because I think they thrive, as the great uh, Bill Hughes would say, on benign neglect. Excellent snake keeper, I think absolutely brilliant. Certainly with Boega, if you're fussing it every day, it's going to stress out. It's a snake that thrives on being left alone and with um, lights going on at the same time every morning, the lights being turned off at the same time every night, misting at the same time every day.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, just leave it alone. So I will bring mine back if they're wild caught and I'll put them in large tubs, really heavily planted, either with plastic or real plants heavily spray them because they're always dehydrated, big water bowl in there. And for the first week, I will literally just look through the top of the tub once a day, won't bother them at all. Give them two or three weeks, and then I will start introducing food. I'll try drop feeding first of all. And to be fair, in my experience, if you've left the snake for two or three weeks, undisturbed pretty much, except to change the water, um, most, even wild caught, Uh, Boega will drop feed and Mm -hmm. I think that's far better for them than stressing them out, banging them on the nose with a mouse in forceps or whatever
1: Um, I've done that with my, my male cyania and it's kind of funny, sometimes he'll eat it and then sometimes he just like gapes and strikes and hisses and then does it like yeah. repeats and then he's like, "All right, whatever, I'm done and
3: leaves."
1: <laughs> Gives it a few whaps and he's like, "All right, whatever, dude."
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I try personally never to feed off full sets if I can help it, mm-hmm. um, particularly
1: I like He's been strange because, it's like, if I put it in front of him and he's awake and I don't move, he'll grab it. If I drop it in there and just leave it, he won't eat it. If I put live in there he'll grab it so he just its, what, what it's he kind of just eats when he feels like it it's strange like the little female I just put a, a fuzzy in the hide and it's gone
2: yeah but he's eating when he feels like it that's what and that's perfect like. Yeah, you're not forcing him to eat or, you know he will eat when he's hungry he doesn't need your routine if you see what I mean
1: now, would you agree, because I originally got my pair that I had from Jordan Russell, and he advised me, at least when they're small, to not let them go longer than like a week, a week and a half without food.
2: Um, if you're talking captive bred hatchlings, yes. I would tend to agree that I, I, I don't think a week is very long for a snake not to feed. Mm-hmm. even a, Even a hatchling. Um, I'll be feeding I want it to be feeding the hatchling yeah, weekly every 10 days but I wouldn't be worrying if it didn't feed I certainly wouldn't be false feeding a week or 10 days
1: because they're so small like they're so thin is the big thing yeah. like they're long but they're so thin and they do have a high <laughs> metabolism I mean if I if I was to put them on a scale in terms of like slowest to the fastest I mean Boiga from my experience with them compared to other snakes it's like you feed them that lump's gone and like Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, agreed. I mean, no at all time. they do have a high metabolism. Um, what I would probably do in that situation, if they're, if they're not taking uh, frozen thawed rodents, I'd probably put a live um, pink or fluff, depending on the size of the, the hatchling in there. Mm-hmm. Again, very rarely have I um, not had success with that. Normally, I would put a little nest in there Use some of the straw yeah. or bedding that the rodent's been in, um, and a load of rat pups if it's a bigger, bigger hatchling, or a load of rat, uh, a load of uh, mouse pinks if it's a smaller one, and they'll go in there and they'll eat multiple um, prey items.
1: Yeah, I've seen There's pictures in the boiga group of people doing that, where they like replicate a nest because I mean, naturally they're basically nest raiders.
2: Exactly. So mm. they're, they're used to eating a lot at one time, and mm. then not eating. So much for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Some people, I've got friends over here that even have weaver bird nests and they'll put live food in the weaver bird nests and then put the nests into the into the viv for the snake to eat. Huh.
1: I mean, it makes sense. Like yeah, if you, I know. I know I if never, you can find it, I didn't know that. That's, that's really that's cool. It's pretty nifty. Yeah. And I know, I'm sure that, that, that bird scent, if there's any left on it. Probably really exactly. If
2: you can, um, if you can get bedding that either rodents have urinated on, or if you can get um, some cage material from um, nesting finches or something like that, mm-hmm. really seems to uh, kickstart them. That they'll go looking for it. And if you put a handful of live pinks in there, I'm sure you'd have success.
0: I like it. Are they egg like eaters it. at all?
2: Um. To my knowledge, I've never fed eggs. I don't see why they wouldn't be. If mm-hmm. they're nest raiders, I think they're. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't right, know that, that, that's they're the only woods. reason I ask. If uh, I mean, what if, I, if they look for nests, if they wouldn't chow down on some eggs. What
1: I've basically gathered is, if they can catch it and fit it in their mouth, they'll probably eat it. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if something like qu-
0: like something like <clears throat> quail eggs would be another option, just to you know change up diet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, be interesting to think. try. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but you got to think. When they are neonates in the wild, their diet is going to be tiny tree frogs oh, and yeah. baby lizards.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
2: Not rodents. It's not a natural food at yeah. that
1: age. just like chondros. You know,
2: you're trying yeah. to fit exactly. the, the
1: square peg in the circle, and it do not Exactly. Exactly. Going against the the physiology and biology.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and as, as regarding so, if you caught, if you've got a wild caught one, leave it alone for a while. As much. Um, cover for it so it feels safe and I wouldn't be worried about trying to deworm it or parasites or anything like that for at least five or six months Mm -hmm. get it used to being in captivity get some weight on it because they all come in in a shocking state and then when it's immune system is is strong because it's not stressed and because it's had regular food I would then look at faecal samples and then look at medicating for whichever parent the
1: next course of action right
3: yeah
1: because that was that's Um, my thing with them is they like they're knowing how thin they are like their kidneys are not big and so if you're putting those meds and stuff through them that's like
2: exactly just you're
1: really working those organs when it comes to that
2: and yeah you are exactly that and you're also doing it at a point where their immune system is at its lowest yeah they're not when they come in they're not strong give them some time to build up um, some fat reserves, give them some time to rehydrate fully mm-hmm. and get the immune system before you start medicating. Mm-hmm. So that's what i do with if I've got a new import, obviously quarantine it for 90 days at least. Uh, and then when I, if I put it in my collection, uh, if it's an adult, depending on the species, if you're looking at something like uh, dendrophilia, I keep my dendrophilia in four foot by four foot. Um, by two foot I like um, that you converted that cool. for us yeah there you are. he's
0: using Elb feet for it. us
1: yeah we're Americans we can't do math
0: nah
2: <laughs> so four foot high <laughs> four foot wide two foot deep um, again heavily planted um, for some of the smaller species I, exactly the same but either two foot by two foot cubes or three foot high by two foot by two foot deep Um, if you're looking at at some of the smaller species. Heavily planting, I think, is a must. They're a snake that needs to feel secure. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, Again, I'm quite fussy. Um, Because they like a lot of humidity, you need to be careful with airflow. So make sure you've got good airflow. If you're VIVs, I don't know what style of VIVs people have in the States, if you can have the little um, computer fans in there to blow the air about, fantastic. If not every couple of days have your doors or your vibs open blow the air out mm-hmm. just so that you're not making um, spaces for bacteria and that sort of thing
3: mm-hmm.
2: right The mo- I think the, the, if I was to say one thing about Boega to anybody it is routine don't keep them in a room where the TV is going to come on and off at different times don't keep them in a room where the lights going to come on and off at different times mm-hmm. they don't like noise they don't like stress they're a perfect snake to be kept in a snake room where the lights come on at a certain time and the lights go off at a certain time
1: like there's it's a sensitive group but it's not sensitive in the fact that if you screw up they die but just they're very visual they're very alert like they're 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 very sort of aware of what's happening Mm -hmm. when things are like they're on you know it's they're they're constantly looking for somewhere to go you know they're they're just are they I've more diurnal or nocturnal species?
0: Nocturnal. nocturnal.
1: Okay. Yeah, mine I don't see mine during the day at all, but if I turn on the lights not in room, they're they're out.
2: Not, not, yeah, they're they 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 come out about an hour after the lights in my snake room have gone out and um they're out for about 3 or 4 hours look for food. There's no food. That's it. They'll go back again.
1: <laughs> Other than that they just sleep. They're mm-hmm. like amazons. They just... They're like Hortulanus, you know. And during yeah, the day exactly. they don't
2: do they're, shit. They're very... Very similar care. I think people stress out mm-hmm. their happens in tree bars. I'd
1: agree. For sure.
2: There are snakes There's there are snakes to be um observed and that's all.
1: Oh. Yeah. Well does it what do you what do you, I mean what are your what's your opinion on with Instagram being so popular now, you see a lot of people handling their mangroves, their cyania, um I keep the handling of um, mine down to a minimum. Like the smaller one, she's fairly trustworthy. I'm not too worried about her nibbling on me. But I do notice boa in general kind of have like a threshold of time they're willing to put up with you. And then once you've yeah, crossed I that th- threshold, they're they're like, all right, let's go, zero to let's go, bitch! Like I'm zero over. to one
0: hundred. Yeah. You know.
2: I think because of um, I keep venomous, I, I I don't handle very much. I'm, most of my snakes are for me to look at. The only time I'll handle it is to move for cleaning yeah. and that sort of health checks. Um, I'm not a great believer in people handling boa. I don't think they're that sort of snake. If you want to handle a snake, get a royal python. You know, get something that, that, that's slightly more used to it. Boa, they're quite a nervous snake. They're a nocturnal snake. Look at it; it's an amazing thing. You don't need to handle it. You don't need to put your pictures on Instagram.
0: Oh, it's, I'm uh, in trouble. Yeah, keep your you keep, your, keep, keep the damn man. camera out of your boyga's face, Justin. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, like when you're handling and you pull
1: out that phone, they're like watching
2: it. They're like straight you on can it. see I can't believe they're... you haven't got mangroves. What is wrong I haven't, with
1: dude? I want to. The time is not Why right. Why haven't moment.
2: you got me? The I time just, is I always ha- right for me. I'm
1: trying place. to aim for some captive bred ones and not imports, not and right. I don't want full on adults yet. I want some smaller ones to start. That's
2: but I want some
1: Melanota bad.
2: They're nice. Um, they're not my favorite. Divergence is my favorite. Those I've got to be are
1: honest. out of my tax bracket. Oh,
2: Those things cost an
1: arm and a leg here, man. You're looking at like um, 2500 bucks. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. In in Europe, you're looking for captive bred. You're looking about a grand each. Hmm.
1: Yeah. There's not a ton of people in the states that even have them. I know Kevin McCurley at Nerd has some, and he was trying to breed them. I don't know if he got any success or not. And then uh, no, they're, 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 there's a few guys that have some out west, but they're not common.
2: <laughs> that, that, well, if save your pennies, get some decent snakes. Mm. Get rid of all that rubbish green tree snake. Slug- hey. Hell no! Hell uh, no! Get some decent snakes. Those are fine words, Reed. <laughs> um I would I I'm after if they if I see them coming up I will I'm after the Jesperda. Um they're really small. I think it to memory I think it's the smallest species of boega Mhm. And they are strictly lizard feeders. The reason people can't breed them I think is because they're trying to feed them rodents and they they live for a certain amount of time and then that's it they just yeah. die. Um but I'm I'm really keen to get a pair of those. They're uh have a look at some pictures of those absolutely stunning
1: now i heard something recently in in one of the someone i'm friends with uh who's big into boiga and she was friends with her on facebook i don't really know her personally uh like 90 percent of the facebook community huh. now um but she was talking about how dendrophila dendrophila is a lot more sensitive than melanota
2: yeah, I think uh, that might be a misnomer in so much as there's not a lot of wild-caught melanoma coming in. Mm-hmm. So the majority of people that have melanoma have captive-bred melanoma. So I don't <laughs> think it's that they're easier to keep. I yeah. just think they're more robust because they're captive-bred. They're not coming in wild-caught.
1: Right. I want to get my hands on some bad, man. Like those are As far as boy could go, those are next on the list. I, what love,
2: about
1: I like those a lot too, but those are also, those are kind of up there in price here too. Those are, they're not as they're, as they're expensive just, as divergens, but they're, they're not as common yeah, they're, either. And,
2: they're quite, they're not cheap, but they're, they're around 500 to 800 pounds in, in Europe.
1: Yeah. That's about what they are here.
2: Yeah. They're, Beautiful things, but you must get cool. mangroves.
1: Yeah. You must. I want to, I remember as a kid when I was living in Virginia beach, um, when my dad and I were breeding corn snakes we went to this guy's house that we had bought some snakes from and he had some they must have been melanota but he had some and those were the biggest mangroves I've ever seen in my life those things were absolutely massive and he had a huge probably if I had to guess that cage was probably a eight by maybe a five by two just a massive cage for him they were huge huge mangroves that's
2: right beautiful things every every home should have a mangrove viv in it it should be the law <laughs> you got you got to think and this is i mean p- please feel free to rinse me for this i'm from an age pre internet just
1: oh my god and you dinosaur. You can't rats. even
2: Im- you can't even imagine that and every magazine that i managed to get or every textbook that i managed to get about snakes had on the cover a picture of a mangrove snake it's one of, like the one of the most species.
1: photogenic snakes around
2: yeah so to me I've always had mangroves um, pretty much they've always been a staple of my collection uh, to be fair I've never had a problem with any of them they've always been really good captives mm-hmm. I' like an idiot I had uh, black and white ones but I sold them um, to finance my some of my venomous stuff and mm-hmm. I regret that now they are amazing they're quite hard to get
1: do you get um, the ones that you get that are imports so they have the... I, I almost every picture i see of some for sale on classifieds they have nose rub going on like they're missing nose that rub, scale yeah. almost
2: entirely <laughs> yeah just about every captive mangrove that uh, sorry every wild caught mangrove that comes in has a nose rub it's just it is what it is unfortunately it's um just again something to do you know when you get them some form of anti uh, antibiotic leave them alone Mm-hmm. Antibiotic cream on the nose, and then just leave them. They will calm down in a well-planted viv. They will calm down. They won't be rubbing on the cage doors or anything like that, and it will heal. And you, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's just something with the wild courts. They all have it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you drop food in in those kinds of setups with them, or is it like something in elevated, or you just put them in a cup on the floor, and they just come? back. Oh,
2: exactly, of exactly that. I'll um, I'll feed about. Just after I turn the lights off, I will put a a dish in there, suitable size prey item, and I will just leave.
1: Leave the room. Let them figure it out.
2: Come in the next morning. If they haven't fed, um, I'll do exactly the same thing again the following night. If they haven't fed, I'll leave it a week and then just keep doing it. They will eventually take frozen thawed, drop food. To be fair, in my experience, I... Broke out. Broke out, you there? Hello. Sorry, I've had less trouble with wild caught ones than I have with captive bred um, babies. Oh, I wow. think some of the species, captive bred babies are so difficult to, to keep feed, feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the, the selenensis, beautiful, beautiful looking um, baby snakes. Uh, but you're you're cutting pink heads off, and you're trying to feed pink heads to snakes and things. It's like you know they are minute things.
1: Yeah. I know the cyania when I got them, in. I was like, holy crap! They're just they're it's not that they're small; they're just so thin. It's like there's nothing I can feed this thing. Like the mouse tails were even; you could see a lump in them. They were that.
2: Exactly. That's so difficult. It's crazy. It, 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 it's it's lovely to actually. Get past the stage when they could start taking whole dry uh-huh. items. I hate cutting things up. Yeah,
1: it? I mean, once that happened, though, man, they started growing like crazy. Like my Cyania yeah. grow so quick; it's nuts. Um, like, they go from little
2: big. And no one of one of the best, if not the best, boa species. Uh, absolutely, uh, there's a, a, a full size adult is absolutely amazing. It's just. You know beautiful looking snake beautiful everyone should have one
1: and would you what is that the species you'd recommend for like getting into boiga who's be cyania
2: I would, to be fair I would because they seem to be particularly the captive bread ones, seem to be a little bit more robust mm-hmm. than other species um, and you're gonna you know at the end of it you're gonna get a, a snake that is incredible looking green snake it's beautiful they are it is
1: Seeing pictures is one thing, but yeah. you see them in person, especially yeah. if you get them out in the and, sun. You see some of those blue tints to them that they have going on. Man, that male exactly. that I have, they are just, just, they're just, the species in general—not even from a look standpoint, but just how they behave, like how they operate. They're just—they're like aliens. They're just from another
2: mm. another Super. planet. And for a Boega, they're quite heavy bodied. They're not one of the really yeah. gracile, um Boega. If you look, if you compare it to something like irregularis.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: which in you know, regularis, I think, gets to about seven foot. But that is like pencil-thin seven foot. Right, wow. Whereas, you know, whereas you've got some of the other species, like the mangroves, um, at least they've got they've got some meat on them at mm-hmm. that sort of size. But um, there are some fabulous species. There's, I think, that to memory, there's 35 species, maybe more, and quite a few subspecies of Boiga.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um And there's probably about uh 10 species that are commonly available in the hobby
1: yeah i'd agree with that mm-hmm. um i but wish th- we could get irregularis here that's the brown tree snakes the ones that mm-hmm. took over guam mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah um they're not common in in europe but i mean i i, I love them i think they're, they're beautiful i'd I'd like the um the australian those firm, are
1: which- gorgeous
2: some people call it a separate species some people still call it irregularis well, look it up However, on your
1: phone brats because those like Australian irregularis those things are incredible compared to the ones on Guam they make the one on the ones on Guam look like steno bums.
2: <laughs> they are amazing snakes they're so beautiful
1: ear regular ear.
2: Aris. <laughs> oh if you put in Australian uh, tiger cat snake
1: these so things look wild. They just it's banned stunning. them in Florida recently, which I thought was funny because really? no one keeps them, and they're now banned, even though no one in the states yeah. even has
0: any. Australian tiger. It's such a shame.
2: I think it's one of the nicest, the nicest species. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a minute, have a look at Jasperda. As I say, I've, a yeah,
0: species. I've seen just, those. Those are cool. All that's coming up is t- actual tigers. stuff.
2: And by and large, I mean most of the the, the care is going to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Arboreal vivs, well planted, um, because they're they're pretty much from the same sort of climate. the right. temperatures are going to be the same. Um, they're the, they're one of the only snakes I don't use UV for. Most of my vivs have T5 UVs in. Oh really? Uh, but because they are strictly nocturnal, I, I don't have UV in those setups.
1: And have um, you, with, with the stuff you are using, UV, though, have you noticed a difference in anything? Like, you noticing better
2: colours? 100%. 100%. Health-wise, 100%. Um, how people can say snakes don't need UV is ridiculous. I mean, I could take you and keep you in a box underground for five years with no light, and I'd really like to do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not... Freak- you, you You'll live... But you're not going to be healthy, are you? You're not going to feel 100% with no natural yeah. sunlight. And, yeah, definitely, I, I personally, with, particularly with the T5, I assume it's the same thing in the States. I think um, so. Yeah. The T5 lighting, I think, or, and the LED stuff, I think it's, it's essential. Things I've noticed it most in are my European vipers.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because they're a species that actively basks most of the day. And the whether it's psychological the color changes they just seem so much healthier Mm -hmm. um they're shedding perfectly they just seem much more happy and active um so yeah everything else has uh uv for the bowie they are strictly nocturnal i've never seen one out basking in the Mm -hmm. daytime so so i don't bother i'm so curious
1: though to see like what that would do though, because it has something I've thought about because I know uh, David Brom at specialty enclosure designs he gives his condors UV I know Casey sometimes gives his adult Brettles UV maybe I don't remember, oh, to, but
2: I'm not sure. to be fair, I mean you think where Brettles come from right, and the amount of natural UV that they're getting mm-hmm. they? right
1: it's like being on the surface of the think... sun
2: yeah, I don't think you should be keeping Brettles without UV personally mm-hmm. uh, uh, chondros as well I think even if you put very small LED or um, small t5 units with the reflectors on I think you would really notice a change in coloration now mm-hmm. whether that's just a visual change because you're looking at them under UV light right or whether it's a health thing I couldn't say but I do think personally I feel it's much better for my snakes to have the UV so all the vibs have got UV in mm-hmm. I, I Keep very, very few things in tubs. Most of my stuff are in vips. Um, Do you
1: give your dart frogs UV or you just supplement food?
2: Yeah. I, 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 um, with the dart frogs, um, I'm really, really careful about food in so much as I while collect as much food as possible for them in the summertime because I think naturally the, the beta carotins and the, the natural vitamins that they get from the insects that have been eating plants mm-hmm. that have been out in the sun and so on and so forth is so much better for them. If I can't do that because it's winter time, I I use Arcadia vitamins for them, um, and I will feed the feeder insects on bee pollens and stuff like that. Hmm.
3: The vitamins. Uh,
2: the... Sorry, go ahead.
1: The vitamins i got blisters vitamins. on me fingers.
2: Um, and <laughs> the Felsumas as well. Um, feed the insects, bee pollen, um, I use Rapashi for those, mixing bee pollen with it, and some Arcadia vitamins. Cool. Not vitamins. Vitamins.
0: <laughs> vitamins.
2: Vitamins, yeah. Um, but temperature wise for the Boega they're, they're a fairly um, they're a tropical species obviously mm-hmm. um, so I will keep them around 84, 85 in the daytime
1: thank you for the conversion a, again
2: that's okay and it's <laughs> uh, 84, 85 and probably down to about 75 um, at night
1: I don't give mine a drop at all I don't give anything a minor drop
2: Again, I'm all for trying to make it as natural as possible. You're going to get a temperature drop. It might not be 10 degree temperature drop, but pretty much anywhere in the world you go, you're going to get a nice temperature drop. So I just think it's easy enough to do. Whether it helps or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, do, you temp, do, you, do you temp cycle your stuff as well? Nope. Okay. Um, for a lot of species, I will temperature cycle my stuff. Um, so come December, I will... Well, come the end of uh, November, I will stop feeding up all, all the species. I will then start dropping the temperature about one degree a day
3: mm-hmm.
2: through December. They won't be fed again until February, and then I'll bring the temperatures up, and then I'll put them together for breeding.
1: Yeah, with the conjurers, I just, I, you know, I put them together and see locks and wait until I get egg action. But I mean, when I start breeding the beards and stuff, that needs that, yeah. that cycle for the trigger, then that's going to be a different story.
2: But I mean, for for breadline stuff like that, you're yeah, going to have yeah, to definitely breadline.
1: I don't think drop. you're even going to get any sort of action period if you don't do that. No,
2: but know, how are you going to get them cold enough where you live? Oh, it, I mean, it dips down uh, enough come, in the winter to make yeah, it
0: come january february that'll be the that'll be when we could really drop because you know it, here you know it doesn't we don't get a horrible winter but during january it stays pretty much 50 degrees you know during the day consistently so you know cracking a window at night especially at night at night in january it's 40s like Sleep a lot like a baby too oh, so man. getting open a crack in a window wouldn't be hard for brettles but it will you would have to do it you know where it the rest of your collection
2: isn't, right. you know? Yeah, so. that, that, and that is um, something to take into consideration. When you're building a snake house or something like that, you've got to think what species you keep. I struggle because I keep European vipers, but I also keep tropical species. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I have to move my, all my European vipers into a different area, different building to cool them down enough. And then they need to hibernate. Whereas obviously the, the tropical stuff, I will drop the temperatures and I will spray more on a cycle. But obviously the temperatures only drop by 10 degrees as opposed mm-hmm. to 20 or 30 degrees.
1: Now, how often do you mist your, your
2: Um, Every day. Okay. Uh, it's one of my routines, um, being a sad individual. <laughs> I will mist, if I'm not at work, because I work strange hours, mm-hmm. if I'm available, I will mist every evening just before the lights go out. No car. If I can't do that, I'll mist heavily during the daytime. But normally, if, I, if I'm if i around, I'll mist just before the lights go out.
1: I've been keeping mine on the drier side. I, I missed them pretty heavily when they go into a shed cycle, but for the most part, I kind of just yeah. leave them be. I don't really hit mine too often. But
2: I think it also depends on the species uh, and the location that that particular species is mm-hmm. from. I mean, if you look, a lot of Boega are quite or heavily, what I would call rainforest species, primary mm-hmm. forest species um and you know uh high humidity in the areas that they're living in so i think i think you know they can tolerate or they do better with a slightly higher humidity than maybe other species Mm -hmm. um certainly a breeding time i would say and certainly um obviously it's shedding time
1: what have you have you bred any before
2: i haven't as yet i've got it's the same Next season is my fingers crossed season where I'm uh, hopefully putting the adults together. Nice. So, yeah. So, we'll see. My friend, um, a good friend of mine, has just this week bred uh, the Caramel Enphyllia. Oh, cool. He's just got eggs. Yeah. So, he's extremely pleased about that, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, not my cup of tea. I know it's a naturally occurring colour. It's a little bit morphy for me. It's not my thing. I mean,
1: they're cool but, looking, but I mean, you can't beat the the traditional black and yellow.
2: Exactly, exactly. Black and white or black and yellow, I think, looks stunning. The caramel ones. You're starting to get into morphs, which is for other people. It's not for me. If that's what you like, that's that's that that's your thing. That's fine. I'm all about locality um, in all my snakes. I'd rather have uh, a decent scrub python from a known locality than a ten thousand pound. Carpet python morph. In fact, <laughs> Does that, that even know. exist? I don't know. I don't think so. I'd rather have a. Uh, I'd just rather have a, an Erinjia carpet python Harrisoni than. Oh, we don't
1: speak. A, that a, word. A, a, a. We don't. He who shall not be named. The yeah, taxonomic terrorist. Yeah. Harris, Harrisoni is a banned word.
2: Erinjia carpet python popling carpet python whatever you like
0: yeah, popling carpet you know you know those are i mean just the best subspecies but you know it's whatever they are I, I, a, I think, I, I think I'll,
2: it's a different species personally but
0: i'll never get tired of getting more well, we'll, i, I will let or be the judge of that there's there, just neighbor. so much there's so much to do with them and i just i want them all so much
2: Exactly. Every time you get a Basically, new one, it's it,
0: like, what could I do selectively with this?
1: This one's a slightly darker brown. <laughs> yeah, <than it's> <laughs> <other> <laughs> brown
0: exactly.
2: But it's like it's like Baliga. I i just have mangroves all day, as
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: many as you can give me. It's it's only it's only space and money that's stopping me. I think I'm gonna get some.
1: Species. I'm gonna get my hands on some. You need to. Don't know when it's gonna be. But it's to. gonna happen. They're on the list. They're towards the top of that list. Yeah. Actually.
2: They should be. As I say, if if you give them the, the, the basic requirements that they need, the the, the calmness, the uh, the well planted vibs. If you don't stress them, they're pretty bomb proof. They're mm-hmm. really good speakers. It's, you know, and interesting, not that common in the hobby at the minute. As I say, there are in Europe the captive breeding is is increasing quite a lot. We've got a great um, uh, community over here for Boega, We've got a good WhatsApp group. That Chris has started so um, yeah it's, uh, it's it's good incubation of the eggs is no different from any other uh, other species I just um, just lay boxes in there with sphagnum moss mm-hmm. it's all pretty simple no different from anything else telescopus is the other species you should be getting into
1: yeah I know you're big into those
2: I love the telescopus they uh, they're harder to get in Europe at the minute we get a lot of wild caught uh, telescopus to Hara. Um, and some semi-annulatus but they are incredible species the other thing that I've got coming which I've ordered is the uh, Madagascar cat snakes
1: those are getting really popular here mm-hmm. there's a lot of people getting into I've those, seen those here
3: yeah
2: yeah they're beautiful there's three different species from Madagascan <clears and throat> cat snake and they're all stunning so uh, looking forward today. to snaking they're like yeah, a looking like for...
1: a boy, Galite.
2: <laughs> very similar you know um Captive bred are quite hard to get hold of. Mm-hmm. but uh, The wild caught ones, again, if you let them acclimatise, you don't stress them out. They, they do, they do well. They're, they're normally great feeders in my past experience. So, uh, looking forward to getting some more of those.
1: But aside from all the other, you know, all the all the stuff you're keeping, you do a lot of field herping over there in the yep. European lands.
2: The European lands. Yes. Yep.
1: Abroad. I, think
2: at the, abroad. I think at the moment, I'm the number one field perper in the UK as far as European species seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
1: not a competition.
2: It's always a competition. Everything's a competition. Don't be ridiculous. Um,
0: Go get your participation I trophy somewhere trophy. else, Justin.
2: <laughs> winning is everything. Second place is first loser.
3: Hey.
2: <laughs> but, um... It's, it's field herping has become really popular over the last five or six years in in Europe. I think because of the onset of Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook and so on and so forth. There's a lot of field herping groups now, um, and um, yeah, field herping is a big thing in Europe now. Slightly different, to, slightly different to how you do it in the states. You've got some weird quirks about how you field herp in the states. Like what? You don't get. Well, when taking I've
3: a six
1: pack of at... beer in a cooler with you there's nothing weird about no, that No, that's
2: ideal that's amazing but i have talked to people in the states that are field herping and for their lists they go well i didn't see it first so i can't count it yeah so if they're road cruising and they see a snake or their friend sees a snake first even if they catch it and photograph it they can't count it for their list
0: oh ball. Bull. I I wouldn't do that. No, if you go well, as a group. The case, you that's then I found
1: a, a group, really you... nice little green water snake, or whatever water snake it was that I found on the road that one night we went road cruising a couple months ago. That
0: wasn't a green
1: water Whatever snake. species Which, uh, it was.
0: Do you not know your Nerodia, I Justin? I really don't. We don't even have greens here, you ass.
1: Okay. The red belly, <laughs> the Nerodia, broad band,
2: or whatever it is. Nerodia is really popular in Europe at the moment. As yes. The
1: collect- well... Those people have horrible taste. Narodia Those are amazing. Are... If they like snakes that ridiculous. smell like ass,
2: ridiculous species to keep. I've, I'm I'm very ashamed to admit I have friends that keep large collections of Narodia. It's it's not no. right. Gross. I think
0: they're
1: But cool.
2: um, no, I've been I've been really really lucky to uh, to field herp around the world. Um, I've been concentrating on Europe. I want to be the first person in the UK to see every single European species in the wild. Uh, that's 220 species. I've got six species left to find and photograph. Um, it's like Pokemon. Th- <laughs> it is,
3: yeah. Catch them if you
2: <laughs> can. Only, <laughs> only now. three people have ever done it uh, so far. They're all chums of mine. Uh, Urin Spraybock, uh, Bobby Bock, Jan van der Voort have done it. They're Belgium and Dutch guys. Uh, um, Hurt uh, Yan yeah, getting close. He's got a few species left. Frank De Chanel has got a few species left. Frank De Chanel, check out his Instagram. He's one of the best hurt photographers in the world. His Instagram is Frank Cannon. I advise everybody to look at it. His pictures make me never want to take a picture again. Well no, no, I'll have to check That's that out. Good.
1: There's a good chance I already He'd, follow him, I'm sure.
2: He probably do he's constantly travelling. Um he's in Borneo, I think, at the moment. Um mm his pictures his hurt pictures are just amazing see i see that
1: stuff it always makes me feel bad because i don't really get out and look around for stuff anymore and when i do it's like cool another black razor cool another yellow yeah we snake. said so many
0: cool. times we were gonna go road cruising yeah, oh, while yeah. the season was hot and we just never went well yeah. there's
2: Once... no excuses no excuses get off your asses get out there and hey, fight across.
1: you ever Earth. been to the american south in the summer
2: yeah it's no. it's it's, brutal. it's miserable it's
1: brutal you go run around the woods and get sweat in your eyes and get eaten alive by bugs get a bunch of ticks. oh my
2: god man the fuck up what's Whoa. wrong
1: with you, have, you hey have
0: it? you ever have you oh i'm not gonna what have you ever found i found a tick in uh your unspeakable areas
2: oh yeah, man, yeah, often he, oh, is, I, a I've he is a tick in an unspeakable he is a tick
0: in an unspeakable area you think like twice yeah, about dicks. I've,
2: I've had some, I've had some unpleasant helping experiences. I can assure you. But you've got to get out there. You've got to do it.
0: Have ever been
2: when held you hostage?
1: Come... You ever been kidnapped?
2: Um, I've had, well, oftentimes myself and the people I go away with, we, um, we've had trouble with local law enforcement quite a lot because yes. you're out at night, in areas where they don't see people. You've got head torches and you're walking around, so. Obviously, people phone the police quite a lot. Um, fortunately, I wasn't on the trip, but the, a trip my chums all got arrested for spying in Greece because they were photographing frogs close to a military base. Oh. Um, <laughs> I've had um, guns pointed at me, earlier, which is probably not anything special for you in America. Obviously, <laughs> um, we've had the Carabinieri arrest us. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. You're, you know, you're out. In the mountains or you're out in in the wilderness herping you're going to encounter some problems occasionally as you will find out when you come to europe to look for vipers with
1: me i mean if i'm going to get a gun pointed at me then i don't want it to be like hostile that movie really made me scared to go to europe mm. it was brutal because <laughs> it's like that's what they do over
2: there that's a, that's exactly what it's like that was a documentary it
1: was <laughs> Where, as far as herping, though, where have you been? I know you recently went to Greece and Spain. I went
2: to which was, uh, I've been to a few places to herp, um, where I've been. I've been to Borneo to herp. That was amazing. Oh, that was um, so cool. I, it was very cool, apart from the fact that I got malaria and nearly died, which Ooh, was a little bit
1: and rough. Then who's the bitch now? Ooh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, Borneo for herps is amazing. They've got some incredible species um, I've herps where else Cuba Cuba's very good for herps I'm we not sure you're allowed there. to go there are you <laughs> no um, but it's great for herps uh, New Zealand the geckos in New Zealand incredible green geckos really cool and then um, other places that are quite good Montenegro Macedonia they're both amazing places for herps particularly vipers uh, Albania Spain Portugal um, Hungary, Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia, Italy, Sardinia, Corsica, France, Belgium, Canary Islands, Nepal, Balearic Islands, Greece.
0: Where in the world How is I Carmen
1: was... San Diego?
0: Okay, let's rephrase this question. Where haven't you been hurt?
3: Yeah, <laughs> <No. first. laughs>
2: Do you know, you say about black races in your garden, one of the countries I really, really want to hurt the most is the U.S., as soon as I finish the Euro list, which will hopefully be next year, I've got trips pre-booked so, God willing I'll see the species I need so that by the end of next year I can start going further abroad I want to see all the US rattlesnakes, that's my next list I want to do. Oh man.
0: I would Um, pay
1: big money to watch you grab a racer and watch it just absolutely light you up.
0: I could uh, (laughs) if you came down here, I might could get us on a 6,000 acre plantation that's got a lot of cane break rattlesnakes, a lot of uh, racers. Mate,
2: I would love that. That'd yeah. be amazing. I could get well, you. You've got to think of things that you take for granted. Definitely. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I know where you're going incredible. with that, but you know, things that you see in your back garden, your backyard, I will,
0: will blow my mind. See, oh, yeah. I, like, we, I know it, it would be the same way if we went out right. there, though. There's you stuff, know? you know,
1: grass snakes or natrix or whatever it is. There, y'all are like, whatever. Yeah, and we see them like, oh, these are cool. Like oh, yeah. Black racers, though. I'm just like, I see one. I'm like, I'm not even going to chase you. Go I still go, do what, it. What I... I can't
0: help myself. I still do They're it. They're a nightmare. I still catch them. They They're still bite fine. me every time. Man. Coach whips are cool. Coach whips would be amazing. I haven't
2: even found Coach whips. Found so. We have some lovely whip snakes in oh. Europe. We have dolls whip snakes, which is beautiful. I would love to see those.
0: Yeah, no, I've um, ne- never found Coach whips.
2: One of my big bucket list snakes that I really, really want to photograph in the wild and have done for years are cotton mouths.
0: Oh, yeah. I could I could get you on cottonmouths too. Good probably. old American trailer park snake. There's uh th- yeah. At the plantation, we've got wetlands, and I found several cottonmouths out there.
2: Dude, that that would be that would be amazing for me. Yeah,
3: for sure. But man. you take
2: that, you know, for you that's your bread and butter herping stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the same as if you if you come over to you, the UK, I'll show you Berris, I'll show you mm-hmm. melanistic mm-hmm. Berris, The adders, fantastic vipers, but I can see them every day if I want. It's, you know it's,
0: it's... yeah and to me just seeing a species of adder would be incredible Amidites you know, Amidites yeah. would
1: be the top of my list man
3: yeah. those things
2: well, if are if so we, cool if we, if we did a very very easy Euro trip you could see so many cool vipers Amidites is easy
3: mm-hmm mm-hmm
2: P and and cody have some and i want to photograph
1: them really bad like those they come in so many different colors and stuff they're just they're oh my god
2: yeah you've got amodites in austria you've uh, got different subspecies in italy you've got the ones from montenegro and macedonia you've got the adder island ones which are a dwarf form they're they're just brilliant species
1: they're they're freaking (sighs) these
2: things are gnarly yeah yeah. yeah, you don't want to get you don't want to get bit by knock, one. You, knock you on so, your ass.
1: They're, I mean, they're I think the, a lot of the Vipera stuff gets kind of like, yeah, it's bad, but it ain't that bad. But like Amidites, I've read some bite reports of Amidites. and this
0: is it. Like a neuro- is it like a neurotoxin or?
2: <clears throat> when you when you're talking about viperia, if you look at the slightly the bigger ones, the the montiviperas like Radeye uh huh, and. Uh, are you familiar with those? The, like the yeah. Turkish mountain? Vikings? Yep.
1: The Israeli stuff and
2: yes. I have a friend that was bitten by one of those and lost his arm. Oh wow! Jeez. I can send you the photographs should you want to see them. Damn. Yeah. So definitely. And that was yeah. that. That's that's Field herping gone very badly wrong. Mm-hmm. You know. Have um, you been bitten by any? Um, touch wood. So far, no. The closest I've come to being bitten was by an Amidites in Montenegro. And that was complete excitement and stupidity on my part.
1: Your boner um, kept I getting in the way?
2: Snake... Say again? So your boner kept getting in the way? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I wasn't with you, Mum. Oh! <laughs> yes!
3: Damn! <laughs> oh, <my laughs>
2: Had short gloves on instead of long gloves on, and I saw a snake disappearing into the, into the into the bush, and I grabbed it by its tail, thinking it was a smaller species. Uh, and when I pulled it out, this
1: sounds familiar.
2: it was, uh, it was a three foot long Amidites which then span round to bite me and caught the very edge of the top of my glove, a couple of millimeters further up my arm, and it had gone straight into my wrist. Oh, so, this is
1: ringing a bell. I'm getting deja vu. You know
2: yeah, what, mine
0: not, wasn't that Mine wasn't that drastic right? I couldn't see the
1: head, but I grabbed the tail
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, But I've, I've caught so many venomous steaks I mean, Israel, if you get a chance to, Oh, Israel's another country I've hurt. Um I've been there three times, Israel
1: I would like to go for, there, but given the current Political climate, it's probably not a good idea For me to do that
2: um, I don't think Israel is really safe, I think, personally mm. If you avoid eh. Tel Aviv I think it's quite a safe country.
1: Considering we're, Uh, like, on the brink of going to war with them right now and have to pass.
0: Hard no. Okay.
1: (laughs) Dude, they're, like, shooting down drones and taking freaking tankers and doing all kinds of, like, they're they're asking for it. That's
2: that's Iran. (laughs) They're (laughs) They're just asking for it. That's Iran. That's not Israel.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Dumbass. That's a different country. Man. You're right
2: israel all is those countries
1: start still, with eyes give me a break
2: they do it's confusing and if you've never read a book i can see what you
1: No, israel Israel's yeah. like one of our homies dude like
2: it is oh wow oh, you wow. flip so fast no for
1: real like we like Israel's <laughs> no, like a...
2: israel and america have got a real understanding yeah you, you'll, you'll have no trouble over there whatsoever um but for the number of herb species that you can see i think you're gonna struggle to beat israel we found forty-eight different species in a week on the last trip. Oh my God! Um, Finding
1: new Euromastics?
2: Yeah, Euromastics are easy,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: but viper-wise, you have got amazing vipers over there. You've got the Cerastes horn viper, Cerastes cerastes. Mm-hmm. You've got the little dwarf sand adder, the Cerastes vipira. Mm-hmm. You've got the false horn viper, pseudocerastes. You've got Cerastes uh, gasparati. You've got Vipera ummolaris, the mountain viper. You've got um, Attractaspis, the asp vipers over there is amazing. Waltronesia, the uh, Egyptian cobras. Mm-hmm. Catching them, holding those, holding an Egyptian cobra, a wild Egyptian cobra in your hand while it's struggling. They are so powerful. It's an incredible snake. Um, got a lot of rear fang stuff out there. You've got telescopes, Dahara, teleco- telescopes, Hoogstrai, and everything really can't recommend it enough. Get yourself out there. Go so out the which one has
1: been your favorite?
2: I would say Israel is my favorite place to herp, mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, oh. Only because it's such a small country, but basically the middle of Israel is just empty desert. As soon as you get into the desert, it's just herp central. Hm. It's convenient herping because it's so small, you can, you know, drive right. for it's
1: like Rhode island
2: hours. <laughs> exactly you can drive for a couple of hours not see anybody fantastic herping but you can be in civilization in another hour's drive mm-hmm. it's really really good herping and what's... I mean, obviously Borneo is a, is an amazing place to herp but it's harder to find species because of the size of it
1: yeah well what's the what's the travel like to israel when you go there are you going by plane you're like you guys have a big lot of train riding don't you
2: no, I'm going by bike. Of course I'm like going by bike. platform nine
1: bike. and three quarters? Like, you go to
2: Hogwarts? Exactly. Yeah. Um, go through the brick no, wall? It's, uh, it's about a three or four-hour flight from the UK.
3: That's not wow. bad. That's not like bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it's not. It's not. I mean, the security is quite high. It takes you a little while to get to security. Especially, um, I normally meet my, my field herping mates there. So as a single male traveler, Turning up in Israel with a bag full of snake hooks. Security is quite interested in you, as you can imagine. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. What are you um, doing but once
2: with you're... Exactly. Once you're through security, it, it's really, really logistically easy country to hurt in.
0: Hmm. Good to
1: know. I'd like a giant sandbox. It.
2: <laughs> exactly. It's just, you know, um, I, I can't really fault it, to be honest. Food's good. People are friendly. Hey, sounds like my kind of place good food so What's uh
1: what's the place that you haven't gone to but you really want to aside from the US
2: uh, well the US is believe it or not US is my number one place that I want to hurt oh wow because we're um, number one hey, hey. <laughs> you ain't first you're last <laughs> yeah Ricky Bobby um to be fair, the U.S. has got—I know you take them for granted. The U.S. has got amazing species. I don't take I them mean, for granted. You, no.
1: you just get tired of seeing yeah. them every now and then. You want to change it up. Like yeah. I want to see a corn snake and less rat, yellow rat snakes. I want to see more, more coral snakes and less <laughs> copperheads.
2: You know, just yeah. exactly. But you've got amazing—you know—you've got pygmy rattlesnakes. Dude,
0: I've I never see any of those. I love pygmies so much. Dude, oh my God, If gosh. I get a separate building, Florida, we're getting some of those. Yes, we are one hundred percent getting pygmies. I used to keep pygmy
2: rattlesnakes. They are an amazing species. I so love that. They
0: are my favorite species of rattlesnakes. We went to Florida. I went to Florida on a herping trip and we spent a lot of time in the Tallahassee area, kind of central Florida. And it was just pygmy central, man. We found so many pygmies. I was, oh, I couldn't have been happier. I found oh, red ones. Good, good. I found red ones, gray oh, nice. ones. And, oh, they were just so pretty, man.
2: Something I definitely want to photograph in the wild, Um also, some of the mountain rattlesnakes, some of the little pygmy, uh, the ridge noses, and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And you've got tons of salamanders as well in the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. It's a good place. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Apart from, apart from the US, um, probably Japan.
0: Yeah, oh. I could see that. Yeah, that would be a That would be an awesome herping the Chinese trip. Chinese mountains would be. Honestly, sweet. I would love to herp yeah. out there. My, you've, I gotta say, I want to go to Thailand really bad
2: thailand that's yeah one. you've got a lot of trimmery sewers a lot of pit vipers there
0: yeah that's Fantastic. that's one i want to go to really bad costa rica is
1: the top of my list too with that in west texas
2: costa rica yeah i'd love to go to costa rica but it's kind of everyone goes to costa rica so the photographs are all of the same species yeah all the time. Mm-hmm so I, I quite like to indonesia that sort of area would be very cool Papua and, New Guinea. yeah
0: i would love to do that but i've heard that's not exactly the safest trip to make out to the no, bng
2: it, <laughs> no, i don't think papua new Guinea's easy herping um whereas i think costa Rica's really easy herping so but you know you have gotta make the effort to get the decent pictures that other people haven't got
1: mm-hmm well, that's just overachieving. <laughs>
0: if you're not first, you're it's last. It's not a
1: competition.
2: It's always a competition.
1: Uh, what are your What are your pro tips as somebody who spends a lot of time out in the field for people um, that are wanting to herp more or do a lot of herping there. now?
2: Yeah, just get out there and do it. It's the first thing. um Is that a Nike endorsement?
3: One. Just yeah, do it. Just do it.
2: Just do it. Uh, my, my, the thing, the biggest thing is choose very carefully the people you go herping with because you are going to be out um, you're probably going to be hungry you're probably going to be tired you're either going to be very hot or very cold you're probably going to have loads of insect bites so you're not going to be at your chirpiest best um, and people can get on your nerves so do the people I go feel herping with uh, from all over Europe you know they're the people that make the trips. It's the company that makes the trips, not just the animals that you see. Mm-hmm. Um, so choose wisely for that. Um, I always carry an EpiPen when I go herping if there's venomous snakes in the area. You never Swim. know. It's better to have it and not need it than right. need it and not have it. Oh, what else? Wet wipes. Never leave home without wet wipes. <laughs> You're always finding a snake, you get it into the perfect position to photograph, and you realize it's either shit all over itself or it's musked, and your perfect picture has got flies all over it, so (laughs) wet wipes are always handy. Also, if you want to eat after you've been handling snakes and they've musked over you, it's good to have a wet wipe when you're out in the field.
0: Some hand sanitizer, too.
2: Hand sanitizer, yeah, and... Camera-wise, choose something robust because uh, cameras that are great for taking snaps at weddings or cameras that are great for studio photography are not necessarily the cameras that are great for being dragged through swamps or up mountains where there's loads of dust or in deserts where there's loads of sand. So uh, think about your your kit. Always have a camera cleaning kit with you, particularly if you're in sandy areas.
1: Uh, Sand gets everywhere. Every nipple, of your body and the camera's body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. So right. there you
2: are. That's my that's my top tips.
0: I like it. Pro tips with nipple. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> well, that actually works out because we're like right at an hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> if people would like to get in contact with you, how would they yep. go about doing so?
2: Just Send me a, 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 ping me a message on uh, Facebook Messenger is the easiest place. I have got a website, which is herptwitcher.com, but it's not up and running yet. That's going to be my photographic site when I finally finish the Euro list. Cool. Um, but at the moment, if you need, if you want to uh, hook up to talk about going on a field herping trip or something like that, or you've got some cool species that you want to talk about, just get me on Facebook Messenger.
1: It's N I P P E R r-e-a-d and it's nipper read not nipper Red. if you're american that's
2: that that's right 100%. i struggled with that apparently. i knew that i
0: knew that from the get-go i never thought it was Red. <laughs> i
1: wanted to verify
0: i never thought it was well read. they I have thought that, it was they have
1: they have a music festival over there it's it's reading
0: uh that's right but
1: yeah. it, we pronounce it reading and so i'm always uh, like oh no. i want to go to a reading festival and then i like watch yeah. youtube it is like it's reading and i'm like what I don't, yeah pff, <laughs> speak real <laughs> english stupid <laughs>
2: It's not, that, not that ye old bullshit. Yeah. Oh, be, I love Here the fact ye. that you sort real English when you live in a country that I've my house is older than your country. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that shit's probably haunted <laughs> as
1: hell too. How's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah. All them tea drinking ghosts and spirits of the Revolutionary War and Whatever.
0: Whatever. Whatever. <laughs>
2: So no. before I go, okay. when are you coming over to do some field herping? Probably on.
1: after I buy a house and get married.
2: No, don't worry about trivial things like that.
0: That's what I'm saying, man.
1: Tell tell the fiance that, dude. Let you tell you tell her
0: you're tell taking. Her. If you tell her you're taking her to Europe, married well, or not, she's gonna be down.
1: I've talked to her about it. I don't want to go to the UK. Why? Why?
0: Who what I have oh.
1: oh You don't want to go to Hogwarts?
0: Yeah. <laughs> go see Harry Potter.
1: Is is like is JK Rowling a national hero over there? She is. Hell yeah. Hmm. What about Andy Circus?
2: I have no idea who that is. Smeagol? <laughs> no, you've lost me now. I'm a grown up. I have no idea what <sighs> you're talking about i'm a grown-up
1: <laughs> he's, he's only like one of the best actors of
0: our time you know *The lord of the what? rings
2: man come on oh the little fella the yeah.
0: little yes. fella yeah
2: yeah not so much no
1: daniel day lewis
2: oh my god he's not been around for about 20 years
1: he's an incredible actor dude gangs in new york's one of my favorite movies
2: oh dear
0: all right we're gonna make it happen, Whatever. one way or another. It'll... We're we're gonna get out there because I come over to the, come
2: over to the UK on. and then we'll pop over into Europe and do some viper hunting. It'll be amazing.
1: As long as I'm, I'm going get one kidnapped way and as long as I, you know, if I die, my body gets found and is returned to my family.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's go with
0: that. Sure. Sure about I'll it. just
1: I am i don't want to like hostile man like I said I don't want to get abducted and then get tortured for money
2: <laughs> we are talking about Europe we're not talking about going to Haiti
0: yeah
1: but oh, I, I think you need to hostile took place in Europe not Haiti thank you hostile's also
2: yeah.
0: a movie pal
1: based on real events
2: oh, I don't want to slam you down but hostile took place in uh, Slovakia which isn't really Europe Really? Yeah. Where is it? It's not in the European community.
1: Like, the Union?
2: Yeah, it's not in the European oh, Union. So, so it's
1: just a free-for-all. It's like, whatever, we don't follow yeah. rules. Yeah. I mean, obviously they don't follow rules because people pay to torture. It's, that's,
2: that's, more East, that's more Eastern European.
1: I gotcha. I understand now.
2: Hmm. So you've got no excuses. Pack a bag, let's go field her thing. Money, money is an excuse.
0: I mean, money is an That's excuse. Because that plane ticket ain't cheap. No. It's flying out there.
1: And if we converted it's... US dollars to the rupees or bot or whatever it is you all use over there. Yes. Isn't it, like, wouldn't we technically be losing money because they're more expensive?
2: Um, I'm not, Yeah, I think the pound's slightly stronger than the dollar, but I don't think there's a great deal in it.
1: I don't like paying money to use my money. Yeah.
0: I gotta pay money yeah, to get less just money. Just pay for all of us. I gotta pay for, pay tickets, for less money. all expenses money. paid.
2: Yeah. Look, you're getting free accommodation, and I'm running you around. All you gotta do is get your fat asses out of here.
0: Whoa. <laughs> well, only one of us is fat, okay? And it's Jake's not head. me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it will be a pleasure to take you around Europe, is all I'm saying.
0: I would love to. As long as I don't wake up missing a kidney. Dude, you need to chill. <laughs> All right, God, shut. Organ harvesting is fine. real too. They have Craigslist over fine. there. Quit being a bitch.
2: this is one of the most dangerous countries in the world, and you're worried about coming. No yeah, I for don't. real. The
1: U.S. is not the most one of the what? Chicago, maybe? Chicago alone.
2: How many, how many schools get shot up in America compared to you?
0: Zing. Um,
1: I don't even know what the European statistics are because I don't even look because I don't live there. Because
2: there aren't any. We don't have it. There's no schools there's no shoot-ups in schools in europe it doesn't there's happen
1: not that many here they just make the problem out to be way worse than it is because that's all the news talks about
2: one is too many
0: i, I agree <laughs> yeah yeah you make it's points.
1: like when they report on that's shark attacks point. constantly like then everyone's like i don't want to go to the beach everyone's getting attacked by sharks it's like no two people got attacked by sharks the news just doesn't leave it be
2: there's no shark attacks in europe you're fine there.
1: what about jellyfish
2: oh my god yeah there are jellyfish oh god deal breaker <laughs> get yourself out here i need to show you proper european vipers you'll
1: love it Ooh, i can get some cuban cigars on there
2: yeah
0: we I can do that you're do... more focused on the cigars than the uh the proper european vipers come on why can't
1: we exactly. have both i can smoke a cigar while looking for vipers yeah
0: but you can do that. Let's just go. It's all that matters. We just have That's to right. make it
1: happen. He, we, everyone heard it. Nipper said it was free. Yeah. He said he's paying for all of it.
0: <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy.
2: Just get yourselves out here. <laughs> Snakes are waiting.
0: We'll we'll make it happen one day. One of Good. these days, we're gonna. It's gonna happen. We'll
1: yeah. put it on the list with Australia.
0: I think Europe should be before Australia. Well, Europe's gonna be cheaper than
1: Australia. Exactly. That.
0: That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. We have to go see uh, Jake out in Australia. Jake Manny. yeah, that's our other, that's our boy out there. There we go. Now we have two hookups. That's right. We got him
1: pimping all over the world, uh,
3: Worldwide. why All right, man. We worldwide.
1: Thank you for coming on. Thanks for coming on, Nipple. We appreciate it. It's really
2: pleasure to talk to you both, as always.
1: We'll let you. As we'll always. let you get some sleep because it's like what nine or ten o'clock over there almost.
2: Escort to nine, and I'm going to work.
1: You're in the future. What's it in like the in the future? future? What's it like to be two hours slides. into the future?
0: What happened over it's here? amazing.
1: If anything happens, uh, tell us now. Yeah. I want to know <laughs> two hours remember. ahead of If
2: Something happens, All right,
1: man. All All right. Right. I'll
2: ping you a message if anything happens. I right, appreciate okay, it. Appreciate
1: you. it. Keep me in the loop.
2: I will do. Cheers, guys. Later. All right. Mom. Later, see never. See you soon. Cheers, Bye. Mate. Bye.
1: I that's another on, one in the books. I went on a lot of tangents in that one. Yeah, you did. My legs are cramping, man. I
0: gotta stand up. Ah.
1: uh alright oh. you All right, y'all. That was episode 48. Oh, that's the worst sound ever.
0: I did the other one, That was a big one. Oh. Didn't
1: hear it. <laughs> Thank you again to Nipper Reed Nipper for Reed. coming on to talk Boyga. Will not be the last boy episode we do. I'm sure we'll have other people that we know that have them and like to get into them more and.
3: Oh, show, fo
0: show. Very, more field herping very episodes. Cool species. Yeah, we need to do more field herping episode. When we get Tony on, we'll have to talk a lot of field herping. Yep. Did he ever call you, by the way? no Lame. That's um, okay. Yeah, uh, Daytona's coming up, guys. So make sure to check we, us out at Daytona. We'll be there. Um. Right. Anything else? Fish subscribe. Head. So, big thanks to Fishhead Diagnostics, our sponsor. Make yep. sure to subscribe to. Fish Check Fish them out at Daytona Extreme. if you're going.
1: Stop by the booth. Talk yep. to Pia. Talk to Doctor Susan. We will
0: have more info next week. Yes. And yeah,
1: share knowledge.
0: Not Nido.
1: Chris, bought uh, Subscribe, yeah. to SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. Follow me, Justin Smith, Apple Middle Coast Exotics.
0: Follow me, Jacob Bratz, JLP Morelia. So many